जय राधा माधव जय कुंज जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवरधारी जय गिरीवरधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवरधारी जय गिरीवरधारी जय यशोदानंदन जय व्रजजन रंजन जय यशोदानंदन जय व्रजजन रंजन जय यमुना तीरवन चारी जय कुंज जय यमुना तीरवन चारी जय कुंज जय राधा माधव जय कुंज जय राधा माधव जय कुंज हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे प्रभुपादा जय प्रभुपादा जय प्रभुपादा श्रीला प्रभुपादा जय जय प्रभुपाद प्रभुपा प्रभुपा जय जय जीवन विश्वपाल परमहंस प्रभुराज आचार्य अष्टोत्तर श्री श्रीमद सिस्टेवन ग्रेस श्री भक्तिवेदान स्वामी महाराज शीला प्रभुपाद की जय स्कॉन बीबीटी फाउंड राज शीला प्रभुपाद की जय जयम विष्णुपाद परमहंस प्रभुराज आचार्य अष्टोत्तर श्री श्रीमद भक्ति सिद्धांत श्री ठाकुर महाराज शीला प्रभुपाद की जय आनंद कोड़ी वैष्णवृंद की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद्भागवतम की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे ओल ग्लोरी से असेंबली बॉडीज ओल ग्लोरी से असेंबली बॉडीज ओल ग्लोरी से असेंबली बॉडीज ओल ग्लोरी से श्री गुरु गौरंगा ओल ग्लोरी से शीला प्रभुपाद की जय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम 
नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर फाइव एंटाइटल प्रहलाद द सेंटली सन ऑफ हिरण्य कशिपु वर्स नंबर फोर एकदासुरराटपुत्र अंगमारोप्य पांडव प्रबच्छ कथेता मन्यते साधु यदाटपुत्र अंगमारोप्य पांडव प्रबच्छ कथेता वत्स मन्यते साधु यदाटपुत्र अंगमारोप्य पांडव प्रबच्छ कथेता वत्स मन्यते साधु भवान् अंगमारोप्य पांडव वन पर्सन प्लीज मन्यते साधु यदान एकदासुरराटपुत्र अंगमारोप्य पांडव प्रबच्छ कथता वत्स मन्यते साधु यदान Word to a translation, responsibly, please. Ekada, once upon a time, Asurarat, the emperor of the Asuras, 
putram hisan angam on the lap aropya placing pandava o maharaj yudhishthira prabachha inquired kathayatam let it be told vatsa my dear son manyate considers sadhu the best yet that which bhavan your good self my dear king yudhishthir once upon a time the king of the demons hiranyakashipu took his son prahlada on his lap and very affectionately inquired my dear son please let me know what you think is the best of all the subjects you have studied from your teachers hmm? purport by histavan glesesi bhaktivanda swami shrila prabhupa shrila prabhupa adiki chai hiranyakashipu did not ask his young son anything that would be very difficult for him to answer instead he gave the boy a chance to speak plainly about whether he thought might be best prahlad maharaj of course being a perfect devotee knew everything and could say what the best part of life is in the vedas it is said yasmin vijnade sarvam evam vijnatam bhavati if one properly understands god he can understand any subject matter very nicely sometimes we have to challenge big scientists and philosophers but by the grace of krishna we emerge successful it is impossible practically speaking for ordinary men to challenge scientists or philosophers concerning genuine knowledge but a devotee can challenge them because the best of everything is known to a devotee by the grace of krishna as confirmed in bhagavad gita 10:11 ൂത്ത് of knowledge and when his father inquired from him prahlad gave him that knowledge prahlad maharaj was able to solve the most difficult parts of problems because of his advanced krishna consciousness therefore he replied as follows om ajnana timirandhasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha ശ്രീചൈതന്യമനോഭീഷ്ടം സ്ഥാപിതം യേന ഭൂതലെ സ്വയം രൂപകഥാമഹ്യം ദാതി സപദാന്തികം വന്ദേഹം ശ്രീഗുരോ ശ്രീയുതാപദകമലം ശ്രീഗുരൂൻ വൈഷ്ണവാംശ ശ്രീരൂപം സാഗ്രജാതം സഹഗണരഘുനാഥാന്യുതം തം സജീവം സാദ്വൈതം സാവധൂതം പരിജനസഹിതം കൃഷ്ണചൈതന്യദേവം ശ്രീരാധാകൃഷ്ണപാദാൻ സഹഗണലളിത ശ്രീവിശാഖാന്യുതാംശ ഹേ കൃഷ്ണകരുണാസിന്ധോ ദീനബന്ധോ ജഗത്പതെ ഗോപേശഗോപികാകാന്ത രാധാകാന്ത നമോസ്തുതെ തപ്തകാഞ്ജന ഗോരാംഗി രാധേ വൃന്ദാവനേശ്വരി 
वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रिये वाछगलपतिभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीयदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा दिस वर्ड्स इज द टर्निंग पॉइंट इन द एपिसोड ऑफ Pralad Maharaj and Hiranyakashipu From this the story takes a turn because the answer to this question is going to be very controversial very much challenging and from there onwards we can actually see the real pastime what take place ending up in the appearance of Lord Narasimhadev appearance of Lord Narasimhadev is going to come very soon pretty much in a few days so it is very auspicious to meditate upon this past time and also to reflect upon this purport which is very powerful and practical and that which is demonstrated by shila prabhupada in his life so here prahlad maharaj just a young boy maybe 5 years old or lesser he went to school of shukracharya the the main person he it's, it's his school his school he is the gurukul of shukracharya he is the main person he is the headmaster and the two teachers are shanda and amarka the main teachers because since he is a prince shukracharya cannot allot any other teachers there are many teachers as we can understand but they had the prime teachers the most reputed demoniac teachers available they were shanda and amarka so shanda and amarka were teaching for quite some time on all atheistic subjects how to fight how to be diplomatic how to differentiate between devotees and demons how to support demons how to curb devotees and how to put them down and how to punish devotees so he got education in all different things so that's why in a few verses later or actually next chapter and we can hear when pralad maharaj speaks to uh, even shanda and amarka he makes a very interesting point i have heard that there is something like seeing everyone dif- differently discriminating among people and being diplomatic punishing someone and rewarding someone and being political i have heard about all these kind of things but now i am hearing from you all these techniques and tactics so he said i have heard because the shastra speaks about everything about the atheistic mentality so Pralad Maharaj says, I have heard, but now I am hearing from you. So, this is the advanced Asura education. Asura University is going on here. And now, after some time, Hiranyakashipu, out of love, he placed 
his son on his lap. Hiranyakashipu has punished and tortured so many people. Isn't it? A few chapters before. He ordered all the demoniac associates to do something. What do they have, what do they have to do? Any idea? What do they have to do? Kill whom? No, no, not yet. Even before. Kill the devotees. First, destroy the Brahminical culture. Because he went to the core of the problem. If you destroy the Brahminical culture by killing cows, by cutting fruit trees and killing Brahmanas, then there won't be any Yajna. And if there is no Yajna, demigods will not get their oblations. So their power will be reduced. Meanwhile, I'll go and fight and kill Vishnu. In this way, I can make everything under control and I can be immortal. So he had a whole strategy. Correct? He had the whole strategy. So now, he worked about it. He created a chaos to the degree that all the demigods were at his fingertip. They were blinking of the eyes. They were there. They were ready to do anything. To the degree that the nature was producing opposite results according to the will of Hiranyakashipu. See the power of Hiranyakashipu. They could, they could change the nature. Meaning at one time, spring, you want spring? Okay, spring is here. If you want to rain, it will rain now. In Melbourne it happens out of our control. We cannot do anything. Rain, there's that. Everything happens, but with, without our control. But Hiranyakashipu, according to his will, he could do everything. Even Mother Earth had to produce riches as ordered by Hiranyakashipu. And then we can see the past time, all the sages except Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, they were under the control of Hiranyakashipu. Then, interestingly, it is mentioned even the great sages had to glorify Hiranyakashipu. Like Bhruku and even Devarshi Naradamuni. So now we can understand, Hiranyakashipu had everything in his control, practically speaking. So his game plan was very successful. And now he is giving proper education to his child, Prahlad Maharaj. He went to school because always succession is a big thing. Right? Okay, now Hiranyakashipu is there. I want to see this young prince growing up and he is also becoming a great demon. So Prahlad Maharaj is ready. So he thought, my son must have educated something. Let me hear. He asked out of affection. So this is the fatherly affection. If you see, even though Hiranyakashipu, he tortured so many people. He tortured so many people. Even demigods, they were fed up because so much of punishments from Hiranyakashipu. That's why they had to approach the Supreme Lord. Had enough. But still, he had such a loving affection for his son for the time being. So if a demon's affection is conditional. If it is not affecting their sense gratification, then they will be very affectionate. But as soon as, if you cross the line, then the true nature will come out. So here, the true nature has not yet come out. Hmm? So from this question, things are going to change. So here, he placed his son out of love. And then asked, okay, so what did you learn in school? You know, sometimes, you know, you, you know that. After the whole day of study, if you go to school or mom is teaching whole day, whatever. At the end, you know, what did you learn today? Oh, what is the best thing that you learned? It's a very casual question. It, he, Hiranyakashipu didn't expect 
a philosophical answer or a, a big thing. He just asked casually, what did you learn and what is the best that you learned? So it was a very innocent question in that sense. However, Prahlad Maharaj took it very seriously. <laughs> Why? Because Prahlad Maharaj is a perfected devotee. He is a pure devotee, even though he is at the age of five, he is a perfected devotee. So, he gave the answer which is very profound, which is going to agitate Hiranyakashipu and all the demoniac teachers. And later on, it, it gets very serious, right? So here, we know the answer is very serious, you know, that will be discussed. In the next verse, he directly instructed Hiranyakashipu. Because he said, look, at the end of the day, nothing is going to help. Hmm? You had to be Krishna conscious. That's the next verse, you know. I'm not going to get into it. Hmm? So he explained the whole verse. And he even told that, Vanam gadoyat harimashrayadha. Hmm? And what did he say? Hitvatmabadam griham andhagupam vanam gadoyat harimashrayadha. Straight away he told. Hitva atmabadam. Atmabadam means that which causes Falling of the soul, Atma Padam, Padati, mean falling. That will actually make one fall down. What is that? Griham Andhagupam. That is the Asurik Griha, a demoniac or materialistic Griha. That is going to make one fall down. So, Hittu Atma Padam Griham Andhagupam. That is a qualifier. That is Andhagupam. It's like a deep dark well. Vanam Gatoyat Harimashreda. You go to the forest, which is Vrindavanam, that is the Vanam, Hari Mashrayada. You take shelter of Hari. So, this is the such a deep, profound answer Prahlad Maharaj gives. And now, Hiranyakashipu didn't expect anything. It was a very innocent question. And Prabhupada makes this important point that being a perfect devotee, one can answer any question. And he cites his own example. Prabhupada says, many philosophers and many scientists do challenge. They do po they pose challenges to Srila Prabhupada. Is it? Have you heard any challenges? So many challenges in the in many conversations. They do so many challenges. But what happens? Prabhupada was able to smash everyone. Any question, Prabhupada had answer. How is it possible? How? How Prabhupada had answer for everything? Purity. Any other answer? How Prabhupada answered all the questions? Narottam. He had the best knowledge. That is one answer. Then? He is a pure devotee. He has the best knowledge. Not finished. Yes. Eh? Yes, a guru is supposed to know, but from the purport, let's hear some answer. Yes, I, do you know? It's a perfect devotee, that is there. Yes. Okay, that's right. He has a super soul. Which verse is quoted from Bhagavad Gita? No. Which verse is quoted from Bhagavad Gita? No. From this purport. What is the verse? Tesha meva nikam partham aham ajnana jam 
tamah nasheshyami atma bhavasto jnana deepena bhavasvata. So, it's given. It's a very important verse. It's part of the Chazu Shloki in Bhagavad Gita. So, Krishna gives the knowledge. He's a pure devotee. Pure devotee means Krishna gives the knowledge. So, he is able to answer. And there is another reason. Okay, Krishna gives the answer. That is okay. He's a pure devotee. He's a guru. Krishna gives the answer. There's one more reason that is given in the purport. What is that? Exactly. If one knows Krishna, Yasmin Vijnade Sarvam Evam Vijnadam Bhavadi. If you know Krishna, then you know everything. So, because of these reasons, Prabhu is telling, even though I was challenged many times by the non devotee philosophers and scientists, but I smashed all of them. Right? This is a very interesting. You, it is our privilege that we can watch all Prabhu's conversations with all these big scientists, religionists, and how they pose questions and how Srila Prabhupada answers them in such a way that it is very convincing and it is smashing and entertaining as well. Is it right? It's a privilege for us because all these videos are there. We can go through some examples. One, to start with, it was in LA where a group of kids just be quiet, Haribol. Just be, be quiet. In LA, when uh, a group of philosophers approached Srila Prabhupada, we can still watch that video. All these philosophers, five, ten of them, you can imagine, it's like a one person against ten other big philosophers, big professors. They have authored books. There are hundreds of students. Many have done PhDs under them. So, you can understand the stature of such kind of philosophers and professors, all of them sitting in, in front of them, and Srila Prabhupada is sitting. So, Srila Prabhupada is sitting and speaking just like a child, just like Prahlad Maharaj, very innocent, very smiling. If you see that video, Prabhupada is just very, very relaxed. He is not in a mood of, you know, big, big questions, you know, I am the guru, I am going to smash you. Nothing. Very relaxed. Prabhupada is sitting and all these philosophers are in front of them. Prabhupada asks this question. So, the purpose of your philosophy is to find the absolute truth, the ultimate truth. Isn't it? To, you want to find the reality, what is, what is the good for everyone, what is the ultimate reality. So, so, can you tell me what is that ultimate reality? You are all big scholars. We can give the answer, right? So, they said, no, we really cannot answer that. No, that is a different opinions are there because they themselves have different opinions. So, even one person will have different opinions in different points of time. So, it is very difficult. So, that no, no, we cannot give that answer. Prabhupada said, I'll give you the answer. Krishna is the answer. Whatever you are searching for, that is Krishna. And I am going, you take it. And no one could really challenge Prabhupada. That is the interesting part. So, it, it could look very controversial, but no one could challenge him. No one said anything. <laughs> they smiled. <laughs> they understood, okay, there is some reality, but we may not be able to accept, but we can't challenge. This is the spiritual potency of Srila Prabhupada. So, he indeed presented the truth, very convincing way. It hit the heart. They couldn't challenge further. So, the message was very clear. Hmm? This is Prabhupada. Similar incident took place in a different context in Mayapur. 
So instead of this Western philosophers and scientists, there was a group of Vedic scholars. So you can imagine Vedic scholars. Vedic scholars means for them just Bhagavad Gita is nothing. They have gone through all the Vedic literature. Bhagavad Gita, oh, that's very simple, you know. Upanishads, we have gone through all the Upanishads, 108 principal Upanishads we have gone through. We can chant all the mantras. If you give the mic, they will not stop. <laughs> they can have a, you know, a recitation for hours together. So all of them assembled in front of Srila Prabhupada. So Prabhupada asked simply one question. Okay, so what is the conclusion of all the Vedic literature? That's all. <laughs> this is actually, <laughs> when you are with someone, if you are asking question, you are in control. <laughs> if you are asking question, you are in control. Because then they have to think, you know, immediately the processes start working. They cannot defend immediately. So, so this is actually a technique. Prabhupada immediately asked this question. What is the conclusion of all Vedas? What was the answer? That is the answer. What is the answer? <laughs> what is the answer that they gave? They said, no, we cannot come to any conclusion like that. All the Vedic scholars directly told, we cannot come to any conclusion. Prabhupada, what he did, being an expert preacher, there were Gurukul boys running around. You know, Gurukul boys are here. Like that, Gurukul boys were there. So, got some Gurukul boy, one boy he got. So, tell me, what is the conclusion of Veda? What is the absolute reality? What is the ultimate truth? Boy said, Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> so Prabhupada said, look, in our movement, even a child, even a kid knows the ultimate conclusion. Right? You know Krishna, right? Yes. Any question? Ch tell Krishna. That's the answer. That's it. <laughs> problem solved. If they have any problem, tell Chan Hare Krishna. <laughs> Two things. Everything done. Krishna is the supreme truth. Chan Hare Krishna. Problem, everything solved. So Prabhupada made all of them stunned by this episode. Just stunned. They no more. They couldn't speak anything. So that is Bhakti Vedanta. Bhakti is the Vedanta. Hmm? So Bhakti Vedanta, the real, the real meaning of Bhakti Vedanta is devotional service. Hmm? We say Bhakti Vedanta means degree. Yes, the degree is there. One needs to know everything so that with good quality one can do devotional service. <laughs> So the conclusion is bhakti, it is a devotional service. So Prabhupada is mentioning here, look, I was able to challenge everyone and smash anyone and everyone based on the absolute truth. Hmm? We hear this conversation Prabhupada had about many of the major Western philosophers. Hmm? You're reading that book. What's the title of the book? Beyond illusion and doubt. Who was presenting the philosophy to Prabhupada? Uh, the mm, yeah. So now, these devotees were presenting philosophy, Western philosophy, to Srila Prabhupada, and Prabhupada was not so much familiarized with that philosophy. It's an interesting situation, right? Prabhupada doesn't know actually the philosophy. So, what would Prabhupada say? Prabhupada say, you tell the philosophy first. So, a devotee has to tell the philosophy and then Prabhupada was able to analyze the philosophy and accept or reject whatever is favorable for Krishna consciousness or whatever is against Krishna consciousness. Meaning, atheistic parts, he will just immediately reject. So, Prabhupada's point is, 
when you are in a conversation and if you don't know a subject matter, if somebody is presenting the subject matter, if you say, what do you know about such and such philosophy? Hmm? What do you know about Nietzsche, for example? What do you know about existentialism? Okay. So first Prabhu will say, I don't know about it. Can you please explain what it is? It's a fair answer, right? We don't know, have to pause if you don't know. Ask them wh what it is. So let them explain. Once they explain, then Prabhupada is able to give his opinion based on Vedic verdict, Vedic version. Correct? This is a, this is, this is a, te a technique Prabhupada used all the time. He didn't go and study all different kinds of philosophies. He didn't bother to study all different kinds of philosophies. But when an argument is posed, he understand the philosophy behind and he would answer. Let it be anything. Hmm? So this is the expertise of Srila Prabhupada. Any situation he was able to present the ultimate philosophy without any compromise. Hmm? This incident took place again and again. One time in America, a big Vedic scholar came. He was a professor of the university. He was a professor of the university and he, he was Indian origin. So he was living in America and again came to Prabhupada, asked the same question. Prabhupada asked the same question. You had to remember the same question. What is the question? Not what is the philosophy? He is a Vedic scholar. He is a, he is a Hindu, he is the professor of Hindu studies. What is the conclusion exactly. In that line. What is the conclusion of Vedas? And he asked what is Hinduism, pretty much. He asked what is Hinduism? Explain what is Hinduism? Similar. Simple question. What is Hinduism? You, you are a professor of Hinduism. Tell me what is Hinduism? What was the answer? Can I tell you what is the answer? Can you tell what is the answer? No, no, the Hindu professor. <laughs> so what, what, <laughs> big professor, what answer he would have given? Next, you want to try? There is no right or wrong, you can give any answer you want. <laughs> Worshipping God, that's, that's pretty good actually, he's a good direction. The professor was not that, he was not that advanced. <laughs> you want to give? Yeah, that she said, I don't know. That was the answer. <laughs> that, that was the actual answer. He said, that I cannot tell. Meaning, I don't know. <laughs> that I cannot tell, you know. So don't ask me this question. <laughs> so Prabhupada, Prabhupada had a good time. Prabhupada, next to him was, uh, eh? No, Bhakti Sarup Damodar Maharaj. Bhakti Sarup Damodar Maharaj. So he asked, uh, Bhakti Sarup, what do we call those people who tell that they know everything but actually they don't know? <laughs> In English there is a word for them. <laughs> so can you see, Prabhupada is presenting so diplomatically. Prabhupada is going to smash, okay? <laughs> Prabhupada is going to smash. And he said, what do we call such people who know, say that they know they are big professors, but at the same time they don't know what they are speaking. <laughs> so he said, uh, Prabhupada, we call them cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see, Prabhupada didn't say, but did Prabhupada say, his professor is a cheater? No, he didn't say anything. He asked the student, Bhakti Sarupadadar Maharaj, probably he was a brahmachari, that what do we call them who are hypocritical like this? We call them cheaters. The professor was very much smashed. 
smashed to the ground, correct or no? But there was some transformation. He, eventually, I think he accepted a few things, I think. So, this is how Prabhupada was able to present the absolute truth in any circumstance and he was able to smash anyone. It's like Prabhupada says, simple, simple thing he has to professors, big scientists. Okay, you're saying that uh, the life is coming from matter? Okay, that's fine. If we give you all the matter, whatever matter you want, we can give you. Can you produce, can you demonstrate producing life from matter? What does he say? No, we can't. Prabhupada quoted this also in front of this, uh, uh, the professors in LA. My disciple, referring to Bhakti Siddhartha Maharaj, he, he, he is in the America, he was in the university, he was doing his PhD in the similar thing, you know, chemistry and, you know, biochemical, all these kind of things. So he said, my student challenged a big professor. So it's not just me, okay. He's telling even my student challenged a big professor that he said the matter is, sorry, the life is coming from matter. He challenged, we will give you all the elements from the periodic table. You know, if you have studied chemistry, you know periodic table. All the stuff from the periodic table, I'll produce, give it to you. Can you produce life? And the answer was no. Can you see? So he was take pride, transcendental pride, in telling that it's not that I can't smash the scientists, even my disciples will also smash the scientists who are atheistic. It's not like scientists in general are problem, but those who are atheistic. So this is very important for us to be very thorough with Vedic literature, Vedic philosophy. We had to be very thorough, as Srila Prabhupada said, we had to be like lawyers quoting law points, you know, two point, four point, you know, their court, penal court, this court, isn't it? That's how the, the, the lawyers present their case in the court. Similarly, Prabhupada wanted his disciples to know Srila Prabhupada's books in and out, and he wanted everyone to court thoroughly. One time, uh, His Holiness Gorgomita Maharaj made an interesting statement. He asked one devotee, what is that verse? So he told some verse or he made a point. He asked, what is the reference? So devotee couldn't answer. He said, if you cannot give the reference, you are a cheater. <laughs> and devotees are not cheaters. <laughs> Meaning, unable to substantiate what you are speaking. It can be speculation if you cannot refer. So a devotee goes back always to Shastra. So then it is clear that we are not speculating. Prabhupada didn't want speculation. He wanted clear-cut answers. And that is based on Shastra. And that's why devotees need to study Shastra. Need to preach Shastra. So that we are clear what you are speaking. And it is bona fide. And it will be powerful. It will be impactful because it is Krishna's words. It is Srila Prabhupada's words. So even in our case, if we meet with scientists, then if they ask questions, we should be able to answer those questions. We cannot shy away. We have to answer in a logical and convincing fashion. According to our abilities. We may not, you know, we may smash or we may not smash. We may, we may be succeeded or maybe a failure, but still, we have to present right answers in a convincing fashion, according to our capacity, isn't it? That is our role. Because we are followers of Srila Prabhupada. So we had to do that. 
Many times we are being challenged, isn't it? When we preach Krishna consciousness, people ask all different kinds of questions. And we have to actually answer those questions. I remember many times when we present, uh, we are not the body, we are the soul. And especially when we talk about consciousness, etc., we have to take help from even the research from the scientists. That is another approach we have to take. So, there are favorable scientists who have established many points about the soul, which we can use when we are presenting our case. It can be an additional support to the Vedic philosophy that is presented. So we may take help from the theistic scientists who present the right points and we can use some of the research conclusions to support the Lord's statement. So we can take anything and everything to support our statement if it is really convincing the other person. So we use materialistic research, their understanding about consciousness and many people do appreciate when we present in that way, isn't it? People do appreciate, okay, the scientists are also telling this and here Krishna is also telling, okay, probably I can put my faith in it. So we can use logic, we can use scientific research, we can use anything which is supportive to Krishna consciousness. So we don't say that if something is supportive, we don't blindly reject. Okay, this is from the scientists, so we do reject. No, we don't do that. On this, on this point, that is uh, analyzing the science and getting the valid point which are supportive to Krishna Consciousness. A pioneering work was done by Sadaputta Prabhu. If you say Sadaputta Prabhu's books, it's actually pioneering works on this direction. And of course, after that, Dhridhakarma Prabhu also. But Sadaputta Prabhu's works are very pioneering to give an insight into science and where we can use some of these things and where we cannot use some of these things. So it, it is very interesting. His work is very pioneering and uh, his uh, magazine called Origin Magazines, Origin Magazines, they, practically they, they address everything. It means all the major uh, scientific concepts are used, which could be used in Krishna consciousness and to establish there is a consciousness, etc. That is one of the pioneering work from Disciples of Prabhupada. Very interesting. So devotees do use these kind of things. Similar approach we can see in the writings of Bhakti Swarup Damodar Maharaj. He also has done a lot of work on this direction. That is, use the science and logic to come to this, to whatever one can, go higher, this much level, and then we are coming from here, from we are coming from the top, that is from Krishna, the Vedic literature, and he is trying to have that synthesis. Hmm? So his conferences are called, uh, you know, the synthesis of science and religion. Because the science is trying to go upwards, it can go some upwards, which of course it can, and we are coming from down because that is the avarohapantha. Arohapantha, from down to up, and the avarohapantha. So avarohapantha. So there is a possibility of synthesis if we have an expert preacher, if we have an expert scientist who is a devotee. So, in the development of Krishna Consciousness, we have seen that as well. So, we can tap into that wherever is necessary, we can use that in our own preaching. Make sense? So, there are many ways of dealing with this. And Krishna helps. Krishna helps to preach Krishna Consciousness. Many times, uh, we 
we are challenged and people ask questions. Or there are, you know, people say that there is artificial life. There are articles in major scientific magazines, major scientific magazines, artificial life, about artificial life. Finally, we created artificial life. I have read a few articles and I was consistently reading few articles on this direction a few years back about artificial life. So the, the title is very interesting. It's all about artificial life. We have finally, we have created artificial life. So I was always impressed. Okay, that's very interesting. So let me read. So I went through the article. When you go through the article, you really understand by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada that they haven't actually created life from matter. What is Srila Prabhupada's book, famous book? Life comes from life. That is a very essential book for a devotee to understand. Those principles are very important. How Prabhupada answers those questions. Hmm? So here, when it is mentioned, okay, we have created artificial genome. So finally, the, what they are saying is we have created artificial genome. Hmm? From there, the title of the article is, we have created life. But when you read, you understand, they have created artificial genome. Hmm? So genes have been created, which is artificial. Does that mean that we have created life? Is the genes producing life? No. Can you see what they have done is, they have taken a bacteria, they have removed one gene, they have removed the gene, and they have replicated another gene, and they have inserted that gene into this bacteria. So, of course, the gene has been replaced, no doubt. They have put an artificial gene, and it is, they said it is computer generated. And not only that, there is a watermark in the gene. Pretty impressive, right? There is watermark in the gene. So, if somebody tomorrow is going to operate this bacteria and if they take out the gene and see, they can see the, in, the person who actually invented, discovered this. My name is there in the gene of the bacteria. So, yes, they have done. But have they created life? They replaced the genome from a living bacteria with an artificial one. That's all. Which is impressive. It's a big thing. But no one has created life. This is the point. So, when we understand this basic spiritual knowledge, and if we apply that, then we can dismantle any arguments. That is the essential point. So Prabhupada was doing that all the time. And practically speaking, it is impossible. Who can actually challenge scientists? It's very difficult. If you enter into this, their area, it is very tough. It's very, very difficult. Because uh, if you ask, say, if assume you are trying to prove something scientifically, okay? You, you want to prove that life, if you, uh, uh, if you want to prove that life is produced, there is something like spirit. If you want to prove scientifically by research and publishing paper, it may not work. It may not work. You, if you pro provide an argument from their realm completely, and if you rely on that, it is very difficult because they will try to find fault in some direction or they will oppose some other argument. Can you see? It is very difficult. Any scientific theory, if you try to argue against directly or if you give an opposite conclusion directly, then it's a, it's a lot to fight with. It's practically impossible. To the degree that even there is problem among scientists. 
assume there is al already an established scientific theory which is worldwide accepted okay now if a scientist come comes up with another theory which is challenging or it has a different finding it is very difficult to get accepted even though if it is true can you see if there is a if there is a norm in the scientific field even with evidence if someone goes beyond that then they will be challenged and there are a lot of issues a lot lot of issues i was reading a book uh, many years back actually uh, by an oxford mathematician and the book was on faith and he was posing very interesting statements he was making this point that uh, when uh, many scientific theories were placed the scientific community couldn't accept even though there were evidences for example there is this uh, the great continental shift have you heard about great continental shift or there was one continent was divided okay fine uh, now when they presented this theory great continental shift with evidences uh, the scientific community didn't accept they rejected and that went went on for decades finally to be accepted by their peers can you see so that that it is not one many i remember uh, when i was in the university uh, in one of the areas uh, they came up with a, a very powerful uh, algorithm to increase the capacity increase the bandwidth you know increase the information transfer rate and it was uh, phenomenally higher than all the existing schemes uh, phenomenally higher so for the, the 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 researchers who actually found this they who calculated who made it this algorithm and they demonstrated when they sent to different scientific conferences it got rejected from everywhere they rejected all the conferences they rejected it, it was great it was phenomenally better than everything else so far drastic increase in you know, a exponential change why they all said you have made some mistake so because the thing is everyone is working on faith even scientists are working on faith so if you shake their faith in the existing theories it is very difficult for them to accept something newer and some of them never change they have to die and go then the new batch has to come and they have to continue that's how it is some some other things are like that say for example currently if you talk about uh, artificial there is a lot about artificial intelligence but if you talk about intelligent design then you will be cornered it has been the case for many years if you talk about intelligent design or if there is an intelligence behind creation you will be cornered and your uh, uh, academic life is ruined completely there is even a video expelled if you know you know the, the scientists they tell i spoke about this my academic career was ruined the next day they'll be kicked out that's for sure if you want to try you can try <laughs> yeah that's how it is so there are things you can speak and there are things you cannot speak so there is politics and diplomacy in the so called high end realm of knowledge so here shila prabhupad is presenting the absolute knowledge and Prabhupada is telling, for ordinary men to challenge scientists or philosophers concerning genuine knowledge, but a devotee can challenge them because the best of everything is known to a devotee by the grace of Krishna. So that is the thing.
So sometimes we have to challenge big scientists and philosophers, but by the grace of Krishna, we emerge successful. Hmm? So that is the important point in this verse. So, a devotee can give answer to anyone. And even if a devotee gets challenged by the mercy of Krishna, devotee will be able to give appropriate answers. Hmm? Of course, we are practicing devotees. So, uh, we may be successful or we may not be, but still, we will have some answers. The point is, for a Madhima devotee, of an intermediate devotee, one may be challenged, one may give some answers, it may not be convincing enough, but still, such a devotee shouldn't lose one's own faith. At least that's the first thing. <laughs> if we cannot convince the other person, at least one should be able to convince oneself. That's very important. Hmm? With this, I stop here and see if there are any questions or comments. Hare Krishna. Yes, a microphone, yeah. Thank you very for the wonderful class. Uh, just to confirm, so they took the genome from a living bacteria yeah. and then replaced it. That's so, right. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you. Bro. That's right. Yes. Um, thank you, Prabhu, for the nice class. I was so you mentioned about uh, Prabhupada mentions in the purport that one who knows Krishna um, can knows everything, and uh, and Prabhupada is using that to say the, how he is able to answer all the questions. Yes. Now there are a lot of devotees um, who who would know about Krishna and who would know about the science behind Krishna, but they might not necessarily have the material ability to be able to present it to people like you know like they might not be so structured or they might not have like a very good presentation skills but they do know Krishna and they do understand the science for themselves um, so how do we take that because in their approach or in their presentation they might not be able to explain the things properly so is that so one should practice if one has a sincere desire, one should practice and Krishna will give you the intelligence. That's all. We speak according to our abilities, keep doing it and Krishna will inspire and you can see it, it is becoming more and more effective. How? I don't know. That is Krishna. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> okay. Hare Krishna. Thank Hare you very much for a wonderful class. Like. Uh, controlling the mind, mm. Krishna says the same thing, practice. You have to practice controlling the mind. Thank you. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Any other question? Okay. Okay, we can give the side and then come to the... So, thank you for the class, Mara. Uh, thank you. Prabhuji. Uh, you said nobody has created a life. What about Krishna? Because he created a life. <laughs> yeah, he created the life, that's right. That's right. So what's the question? But you said, you said nobody has created life. From matter. Oh. Yeah, from matter. No one has created from matter, but Krishna has created. Right, right, your understanding is perfect. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you for the wonderful class. Um, Prabhuji, I had a question. Um, like you said that Hiranyakashi also like um he doesn't he he wants he wanted to kill Narada Muni, but I thought that Narada Muni was like friends with um like like 
demons also. So. He didn't want to kill Nardamani. Nardamani was even glorifying Hiranyakashipu. Oh. He, he was not obliged, but he was acting in that fashion so that the, the pastime can move on. So he was playing his part. Nardamani has the power to do anything. He doesn't have, he can just disappear like this. He can go to Vaikunta, what Hiranyakashipu can do. <laughs> right? Nardamani can just go, go on, okay, in the Vaikunta now. <laughs> so he can do anything, but he was playing his part. The obeisance is okay, I am also paying obeisance to you. So, friendly relation. Nardamani is good with good relation with everyone, including Kamsa, everyone. So, even demons, demons trust, you can give to see. Thank you, Prabhuji, for the nice class. Um, Prabhuji, you said that if we know Lord Krishna, then we know everything. Oh. Can you elaborate on this Ooh, point? Because yes, yeah, yeah. how can we understand Lord Krishna fully? Because He has unlimited qualities. Oh, yeah, and I have heard Keshav Prabhu saying that we should not try to understand Lord Krishna okay. fully. We should just bow down in front of Him because that's it's it. very hard to understand. <laughs> So that's it. We'll bow down in front of Krishna, we'll go home. Okay, so uh, the, your question is, has actually multi-dimensions. One is, how can we know Krishna fully because he's unlimited? Correct? That is one. Second is, by knowing Krishna, how do we know everything? That has a point like, you know, if you know Krishna, then do we need to learn this mathematics, geography, this, that, is it required? We know Krishna, chant Hare Krishna, then be happy. So there are different points to it. Then the point is, yes, we cannot know Krishna completely because he is un unlimited. There is no doubt about it. He is Ananta. At the same time, we can know Krishna whatever he wants us to know about him. Okay, Is it correct? We can know about Krishna as much as he allows us to know about him. And how much he allows us to know? Any idea? How much he allows us to know? That's true, depending on the surrender, that is one aspect still. There is another point. How much he will allow us to know him? Uh, he, to the extent of our service to Krishna. Whatever we know, we need to know to serve Krishna, that much understanding Krishna will give. Correct? People ask this question. If you know, go to spiritual world, do we know Krishna? Everything, all about Krishna, everything. You will know about Krishna as much as you need to know to serve Krishna. Make sense? That much is required. That he will give. That is guaranteed. Whatever is required for us to love and serve Krishna, that he will give. Is that clear? So that much we know. So we don't artificially think that, okay, I will know everything about Krishna. But here the point is, if you know about Krishna, knew everything. means, then there is nothing more to be known, as 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita says. 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, verse number 2. Krishna says, There is nothing more to be known. Because, then if you know how to serve Krishna, there is nothing else to be known. So that understanding Krishna gives. So artificially, we say certain things about Krishna, we cannot understand because it is inconceivable, it is beyond us. So then what we do? We simply pay obeisances. If we, if we need to know, let Krishna reveal to us. Otherwise, no problem. Hmm? So with our sincere endeavor, we study Shastra, we do our service and from there what we can understand, that is 
being revealed to us. Make sense? So that is knowing Krishna in our level. And of course, when we go through Shastra also, there will be so many things that we cannot understand. How is Krishna situated in everyone's heart? Can we understand? We cannot understand. We can see 13th chapter, there is an analogy, Bhagavad Gita Krishna, just like the sun. This analogy is, when we cannot really understand the real spiritual truth, then a material analogy is given for us to give some understanding. Make sense? So that is our level. So we leave it at there and we bow on to Krishna. Hmm? Then, on the other point, one time a reporter asked Srila Prabhupada, do you know everything? Because in the same context, Yasmin Vijnade Saramayadam Vijnatam Bhavadi. If you know Krishna, you know everything. So the reporter asked, so Prabhupada, do you know everything? What did Prabhupada say? What did Prabhupada say? Yes. Yes. Huh? Prabhupada said yes. And then asked, uh, the reporter asked, how many windows are there in the Emperor State Building? How many, how many windows are there in the Emperor State? What was, what was Prabhupada's answer? Prabhupada said, these are frivolous questions. Hmm? There is perfect question and there is perfect answer. It's not like we can ask any nonsense. There is no answer for that. That's why Prabhupada said there is perfect question and perfect answer. That is a conversation between Guru and disciple. That is Shishasteham Shadhimam Tvam Prabhannam. Second chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So it's not like, you know, we have to answer any nonsense. That's not the... Question to Guru has to be meaningful. That is perfect question. Then there will be perfect answers. It's not like you ask any frivolous question and get any answer. That doesn't make any sense. It's frivolous. Make sense? Okay, Jay Prabhu, probably will. Yeah. Hi, Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the wonderful class. Um, I was just curious if we look at in the early days of Prabhupada, um, one of the kind of the biggest uh, influences of how you know, the Hare Krishna movement was propagated was Prabhupada openly challenging all these different philosophies and different institutions and um, uh, faiths. And I guess in this day and age, maybe it's due to my lack of knowledge that it doesn't seem like ISKCON or the movement is taking such a big you know, stance of going out there publicly and challenging all these big kind of philosophies, universities, or is there a reason why we don't do that anymore as a way to propagate Hare Krishna movement now? It depends on the individual preacher, how they want to approach. Some people do that directly and some people don't. The question is, what is effective? What works? That is the end of the day, that is the only thing. So we need to present Krishna consciousness, whatever works. So now, uh, in worldwide, certainly there is a change. Isn't it? Now if you see, there is more acceptance to meditation. There is more acceptance to spirituality, spirituality generally, even in the universities. Generally. Say for example, last year, uh, I got an email from Melbourne Uni. Uh, they, have, they have started a research center, uh, part of the psychology department, specifically studying more on meditation and spiritual techniques the effects on the mind and all those kind of things. So even in mainstream, uh, there are many places where they take spirituality a bit more seriously. And uh, meditation is such a common thing. So th there is overall there is a change uh, in the consciousness. We can see in many places. And so uh, if we can even tap into that, that's also good. Because whatever works. So uh, at the end of the day, the point is whatever works. 
So it doesn't really matter. Uh, go and smash the scientist, or one may take another approach. Whatever approach, whatever works. Make sense? Yeah. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Granthraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Jai.